Hey everyone, welcome back to the Liberty Update, where we give you a quick breakdown of your need-to-know news. Make sure to follow Convention of States on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and like and subscribe to the Liberty Update. In today's episode, we'll highlight our newest polling data on Dr. Fauci, the USPS spending billions on an electric vehicle fleet, a new left-wing media hit piece against Convention of States, and the latest progress on calling for a Convention of States in the state legislatures. Should Congress investigate Dr. Fauci? The majority of Americans think so. Dr. Fauci may have retired, but the American people aren't about to let him off the hook. New polling from Convention of States Action and the Trafalgar Group reveals that 52% of voters say the Dr. Fauci who oversaw the nation's botched response to the COVID-19 pandemic should be investigated by the new Congress for his inconsistent testimony about research leading up to the pandemic and then his actions mismanaging the pandemic. This sentiment is most widely shared by Republicans, 80% of whom believe Fauci should be investigated. 56% of independent voters agree. Fauci's response to COVID-19 was widely criticized from many angles. At one point, the now former director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases testified to Congress that the National Institute of Health had never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China, where it is believed COVID-19 originated. Documents later obtained through a lawsuit, however, suggested that Fauci's statement was dishonest. The documents make it clear that the assertions that the NIH did not support gain-of-function research or potential pandemic pathogen enhancement in Wuhan are untruthful, explain one laboratory director. Contrary to Fauci's claim, the NIH unequivocally funded gain-of-function research in China. Fauci was also criticized for sending mixed messaging about masking in the early days of the pandemic. Initially, he told the American people there was no reason to be walking around wearing a mask. Shortly thereafter, he abruptly changed face. Masks were absolutely necessary, he said. Fauci blamed his change of heart on ever-changing science, data, and research, yet later confessed he intentionally misled the public to ensure that his colleagues obtained masks first. Despite these and countless other missteps, Fauci's net worth reportedly skyrocketed to over $12 million during the pandemic. Additionally, it is projected that he will receive well over $1 million in the first few years of his retirement. The voters have spoken. The most notorious doctor in American history must be investigated. If Congress fails to act, this will be yet more proof that our federal government is out of touch. Any government that empowers unelected, power-hungry bureaucrats like Dr. Fauci to upend the lives of millions of Americans needs more than just an investigation. It needs to be reined in, and the only way to do that is through an Article 5 Convention of States. The United States Postal Service is set to deploy 66,000 electric vehicles, costing $9.6 billion by 2028. This huge investment comes as the government-operated service raised the price of several shipping products this past Sunday for the third time in just 17 months. Stamp prices jumped from 60 cents to 63 cents, domestic postcards increased from 45 cents to 48 cents, and international letters and postcards rose 5 cents. These price increases 
were approved in November of 2022. And just one month later in December, the USPS announced its electric vehicle initiative. This will make the government-funded business one of the largest electric vehicle fleets in America. Of the over $9 billion investment, $3 billion comes from the congressional funding under the Inflation Reduction Act. So while federal agencies and government-connected institutions receive boatloads of cash, the federal government is panicking at the same time over its ability to spend. U.S. Secretary of the Treasury Janet Yellen notified congressional leaders in a letter last Thursday that the agency has begun taking extraordinary measures as the federal government hit its $31.3 trillion debt limit. Republicans want to cut back on funding while Democrats are pushing to eliminate the debt ceiling. So the nation's financial instability will continue until an agreement is made in Congress, but... Luckily for the USPS, it's not going to affect them from continuing to explore the feasibility of achieving 100% electrification for the entire USPS delivery vehicle fleet. Isn't this typical of government? Raising costs on Americans while simultaneously spending imaginary money on extremely expensive green initiatives like electric vehicles. Last week, you may remember how we talked about Convention of States President's Mark Meckler's recent appearance on the Tucker Carlson Today Show, and then just a few days later after his appearance on the show, Media Matters, a notorious left-wing watchdog group, launched an attack against Convention of States. And to give you an idea of the kind of work that Media Matters does, it essentially exists to sound the alarm about the so-called evils of right-wing media. For example, it called Ben Shapiro's The Daily Wire a cesspool of bigotry and hatred. It accused Elon Musk of making Twitter into a supercharged engine of radicalization. And it labeled Tucker Carlson a particularly shameless liar and 2022's misinformer of the year. Now, in its ignoble crusade to destroy truth, The company has set its sights on a new target, Convention of States. Days after Mark Meckler's appearance on The Tucker Carlson Show, Media Matters launched its attack. Tucker Carlson embraces fringe Convention of States movement, the headline declared. It went on to claim that Mark's rhetoric on the show was regressive, far-right, and a racist dog whistle. In reality, As anyone who actually listened to the show would know, Mark laid out a well-constructed, peaceful solution for saving the country from tyranny and government overreach. There was nothing faintly regressive or racist about it. Surprisingly, Media Matters actually seems to understand how a convention of states would work, but as the company tends to do, it sensationalizes and radicalizes the facts about the story. Somehow, a movement that 65% of voters support is fringe. A solution to return power, freedom, and self-governance to the American people has racist implications. This threadbare tactic is to scare Americans out of using a perfectly viable remedy for political dysfunction. Amazingly, the same tactic is actually employed by a few a legitimate fringe on the right. Groups such as the John Birch Society 
are pressuring state legislators to back out of supporting convention of states utilizing similar fear tactics. Should this not give us pause? This raises the question, how is it that the right-leaning John Birch Society and far-left media matters are on the same side? In addition, Convention of States is also opposed by many George Soros-affiliated groups, and even Hillary Clinton spoke out against the movement. Why are a few anti-COS groups on the right and George Soros and Hillary Clinton united against a common enemy. Today, the organization has been endorsed by Mark Levin, Ron DeSantis, Mark Meadows, Rick Santorum, Rick Green, Ben Shapiro, Michael Ferris, plus over 5 million grassroots patriots. The list goes on and on, so we shouldn't be surprised when Media Matters targets such a group, but it's much more surprising and disappointing when a so-called conservative group attempts to thwart a cause that a vast majority of Republicans are favorable to. The anti-COS fringe on the right must choose between standing on the side of the founders, Ron DeSantis, Michael Ferris and Michael Venn, or George Soros, Hillary Clinton, and Media Matters. Unfortunately, they have embraced the latter. But thankfully, that doesn't seem to be stopping the organization from making progress in the state legislatures. And now some exciting updates on everything Convention of States. The Montana team kicked off the legislative session at the state capitol last week to share why legislators must pass the Convention of States resolution to restore the federal government to its intended size and power. Take a listen to what former senator and COS senior advisor Rick Santorum said to the committee. It's not new that we're divided. It's course you're a huge country. Montana is very different than New York. That we, we, you have been given, final point, you have been given the power in the Constitution under Article 5 to control the federal government. That's your power. You're at the bottom of the, of the food chain right now, but that's not where you belong. That's not where the Congress put you. They put you at the top of the food chain. Article 5 is your power. And if you don't use it and this country fails, it's on you. Montana is the first state in 2023 to hold a committee hearing on the Convention of States resolution. And the most exciting news of all, the resolution passed the Senate committee on Tuesday in a six to four vote. That's some very exciting progress for Montana. And in some other fun news, Wisconsin became the 16th state to pass the COS resolution one year ago this past Wednesday, and Nebraska became the 17th state to call for a convention three days later on January 28th, which is one year ago on Saturday. In total, four states passed the resolution in 2022, bringing us to a total of 19 states. And these enormous feats were a direct result of passionate, relentless patriots on the ground in their state legislatures. So far this year, the COS resolution has been officially introduced in nine states, and 20 states are expected to consider the resolution in 2023. More passages are expected in the coming weeks and months, so make sure to follow Convention of States Action on all social media platforms. And you can also read the stories highlighted today and other news of the week on the blog at conventionofstates.com. Check back next Friday for a new episode of the Liberty Update. Thanks for tuning in.